Welcome to Beyond the Silver Lining Podcast, a sacred space for empowerment, transformation, spirituality, and lots of self-love. I am your host, Wendy Rosenthal, a scientist and empowerment coach for women and a spiritual guide to help you find a gift in disguise, in trauma, challenges, and pain, so that you can create a positive mindset and get your power back by connecting back to your body, mind, and spirit. This podcast is a safe space to share our stories and feel like we're not alone anymore. I will be sharing my personal experiences, have interviews with experts and people like you who are also experts in your own unique way in life. Let's transform fear into freedom. Are you ready? Hello, you guys, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Serving Lightning Podcast. And oh my God, as you ladies, do I have a treat for you because today we have a very special guest, Tina Dots. But before I tell you more about her, let me just quickly share with you about the time when I met her, which was maybe about a year ago or so. And I just remember she had this light and this aura around her, very soothing, very comforting. She's super nice and friendly, very welcoming. And that was so nice, especially because if you know me around social events, I still keep my guards up and I take my time in getting to know someone but talking to Tina and laughing and having a good time it just felt so good and I was so excited because not only that but then we do share a lot of things in common when it comes to our personal goals as well as our business and the work that we do with women. So a little bit about Tina she has been helping people transform their lives for over 20 years but in the last three years her focus has been helping women prevent burnout and helping them put themselves as priority by connecting with what matters the most and take actions towards creating a life they love so that they can optimize their well-being and claim their freedom fire and fulfillment and that just sounds so good right now and today we'll be talking about resilience which is so interesting because it's a topic that has come up quite a lot lately and i'm sure you probably have felt it or heard about it maybe not directly but i know you know what we will be talking about and we will share stories and talk about ways to support our resilience and actually some traits about highly resilient people. Now, I am sure that you all have it. We all do. But sometimes we just need this little reminder to really identify that so that we can keep it present in our mind and we can actually start celebrating ourselves even more. Now, let me tell you something too. Tina will be hosting a free 10-day hot mess to less stress challenge that will start in June, June 1st until the 10th, where you'll engage in quick and easy daily practices to help you turn down the chaos and start experiencing more calm, meaningful connections, and hope. And you know me that I'll be in that challenge, so I better see you there. Let's do it together, sister. It starts June 1st until the 10th, and you will find the link at the bottom of the show notes. So I am so, so excited she's here with us. So let's welcome Tina. How is everything going? <laughs> Everything is going well. I don't know if you've been listening to the um, Brene, you know, Brown podcast, the Unlocking Us. I love that she, in the beginning, she always asks people just like you did, like, hey, how, how are you doing? Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, you know, I'm expecting a real answer now. You know, you know, like, don't BS me. <laughs> how are like you really doing? And so when, especially in these times when somebody asks me, I always try to kind of check in with myself and mostly i'm doing really awesome i'm doing really great and i'm taking one day at a time because yes. so much is, is shifting every day and um and so 
taking control where I have it and releasing, you know, and releasing some expectations in some areas where I don't have control. Right. I got to check in with myself day to day on that one for sure. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's very interesting what you're saying about the podcast. And that's one thing that I, from different places, I hear people just like you said, you know, Oh, so how are you? Are you okay? You know, do you need help? And most people will say, yeah, I'm fine. Because I think that's just a reaction or maybe they don't like unconsciously, maybe they just are not aware of how they are doing, especially this time. And, And I find myself most of the time, oh yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. Or I don't need anything. But if I am by myself and it, whether it is in meditation and journal or however, because I'm always mm-hmm. in my head, you know, like, no, I'm not that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's from every now and then I will stop and ask myself, you know, like, yeah. how are you doing, Wendy? Like, do you yeah. need something? And yeah. it's just interesting because I just have this dialogue with myself. And sometimes I tell people, you know, you can call people like me crazy, but I think it's very important to have that conversation, really honest conversation. I almost think you'll go batshit crazy if you don't have those conversations. Exactly. You're not checking in with yourself to see where you are. And also just like being real, being real with yourself and being real with other people because you can you can be having a bad day or, or, or even just experiencing a particular emotion that's difficult and still be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you know what I mean? And not like ruin your whole day or ruin the whole week, actually, by acknowledging mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. is alive for you, you move through it so much quicker, you know, yeah. instead of it being definitely. Uh, and also, I feel like if you acknowledge, oh, yeah, I'm not having a good day, but then be, having that awareness of what you do in the day, trying to do the things that bring you joy. And when you are in that little second of like, oh, okay, finally, I can take care of myself or, you know, finally, I can take a break and breathe. It, it, is, it feels much better. It's more meaningful than just kind of avoiding it and then doing something that you're like, oh yeah, I'm outside, you know, walking in nature. Yeah. But when you acknowledge what I usually say, the, the pain or the, the uncomfortable, mm-hmm. then the good things are a lot more meaningful. They mean, they have more value. It sometimes mm-hmm. feels like. Mm-hmm. So, I love that you're bringing all of that up because it has so much to do with what our topic is today. It's like perfect segue. I don't know if you plan that or not, but it's like such a beautiful segue into, you know, the topic that we're going to be talking about today. So That's tell awesome. us, tell us a little bit more about, because uh, I know we talked about this and like I told you earlier, it's all about resilience and <laughs> every now and then when I hear that word and it's so amazing how we make those connections and I love it because that's what makes us remember whether it's people, situations, things, experiences, or how you feel. And from now on in my dictionary, (laughs) resilience. (laughs) And then my face and then my big old face. Yeah, a little little avatar with your face. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we were first talking about, um, you know, getting together to, to do this conversation and you had asked me like, you know, what is something that's at the forefront of your mind or what's something that's important to you? And, and at the time, I think we were right, right in the beginning of this um, pandemic or maybe in the first few weeks or so. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, prior to that, when the shelter in place was instituted, 
um, I noticed for myself that I started kind of going back to basics, you know, like going back to basics mm -hmm. and really calling upon my, my very basic practices that help me to um, feel grounded, that help me to feel supported, um, that help me to, um, you know, be uplifted. And, you know, some of those ones that you mentioned just before we got on, you know, this, this time together, which is like, you know, writing self-reflection, writing in a journal, you know, gratitude, uh, reaching out for support. Um, and I noticed as those were showing up a lot more without even me being conscious of it, because they're just tools that I exercise on the regular. Mm -hmm. um, but I noticed how that was also unfolding inside the sessions with my clients, mm -hmm. inside the one-on-one -on -one sessions. And I also lead a, um, a virtual book club which is also a self-care experience. And so we're in the middle of that. And the women who are showing up on those calls, we were tapping into that as well, like going back to like remembering gratitude practices that they did, you know, years ago that served them well, that they've lost touch with, and then re-engaging, you know, with those. So I noticed that that I was uh, engaging in those practices organically and supporting my clients in that as well. Mm -hmm. And when I reflected and looked back at it, I realized all of that is resilience. It's just resilience skills. It's resilience building. Um, it's tapping in into your current state of resilience. Um, and so, you know, it, it really made sense to me to have a conversation around that and how um, those, you know, your listeners and beyond, um, anybody listening to this, could have a greater sense of awareness of like what does that mean you know what i mean like because i don't know about you but i've been inundated you know and i subscribe to lots of different um newsletters with like you should do this and you have to do this and here's the 10 things and the five things and all of that and um and that can be really helpful and it can also be like wait a minute have to do this and I should you know what I mean and then you start thinking if I'm not doing that is something wrong with me or am I not doing the right thing and and so I thought it would be fun to hop on here and just talk like about what it is yeah. <laughs> is it possible for people to build it how do you even do that what could that look like and just offer up maybe some information yeah. that people could get more curious there are no shoulds you know what I mean it's not like you know you have to do any of these things and it's an option and you it may want to do it you may you may want to tap into it you know yeah and it's that's and i think that's um without thinking too much because i think i feel like i always overthink things but then i was like okay what is it in general when i'm drawn to people or to a type of work what is it you know that is mm -hmm. is is um pulling me to that mm -hmm. energy mm -hmm. and when you talked about resilience and one thing that i was like, okay no wonder you know i like her <laughs> No wonder I like, you know, how she speaks and all that, because it's very similar to the kind of work that I do on myself yeah, yeah. and yeah. also when I talk to people. And for yeah. me, and the same thing as you, I was so tired always learning. I mean, I love learning, but what I meant yeah, to absolutely. say is, is 
like always grabbing information from everywhere and then you have like this whole you know now it's all online but i have like programs and everything that i could learn and at the beginning i remember feeling so good like yay i'm doing so much because i'm subscribing to everything signing up for everything i'm a, i'm good here but then it's so overwhelming because you don't know where to start some of them are differing they're not exactly the same you know sure. kind of modality and then also um, just like you said, you know, not everything is going to work for me. So when now what I tell myself and people that I work with is, okay, what I share is my experience. What I share is things that have worked for me. I'm, I'm being very open and you should, you know, just be very honest to yourself. How is this helping me or not? And if it's not, leave it to the side. Mm -hmm. And also I say in my stories, don't hate, but just love it. Cause that's the thing too, because we are putting resistance as well, you know, yeah. and, and kind of like not being open to maybe the things that will work for you. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, I love that you bring that up because it's, it's like giving yourself from it. There's so, there's a, like a ton of tools out there. Right. And there's a ton of things that we know to be true about ourselves and what works, you know, immediately, you know, right. immediately if you see an email and it says this, you're like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't resonate or that doesn't feel good to me. And I love that you bring up, there's so many tools and really you just gotta, it's like a discernment, right? Yep. Like, you know yourself the best, you are the expert of you and there might be pieces of something that resonate and then you mm -hmm. just let everything else fall away. Mm -hmm. And then you're not so cluttered and overwhelmed with like, there's a million things that I need to be doing or should right. be doing right now. I need to do this practice and this practice and this and this and that. Mm -hmm. And I love how you put like, it can be simple. It could just be, if you hear something and that resonates or it feels good, you could try it and maybe try it and it works now. And later you try it and it doesn't work for that situation. The same tool could work for you in certain situations and yeah. other times not so much. No. So I think that's why it, it can be really great to just have an awareness of, what's out there and an understanding of what even is it <laughs> like exactly you give 10 things but i don't really actually know what that is <laughs> anyway exactly. like, why should i be why should i be concerned or or you know interested mm -hmm. i love that you bring that up so quick question so for those people who maybe are kind of new to this kind of work or they're listening to us and they're like what 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 exactly is resilience like or how do I find it? Or do I have, you know, what it takes, you know, mm -hmm. to go over, especially now where we are, that yeah. unfortunately we're still at home. <laughs> um, uh, if people are, are reading this or reading, listening to this or watching this in a video form uh, later on, right now we're still in the whole shelter in place. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it being at home and not able, like in a way, some of our freedom has been taken away or mm -hmm. we feel like it. Sure. we might feel like our tools are kind of like dropped out, you know, like mm -hmm. we're just in this situation by ourselves and don't have resources. So how can we show or tell people exactly what those kind of resources are, how they can, in, from my point of view, how they can remember again, because it's not yeah. like they lost it. Yeah. Right. Right. Because we, I believe, and it sounds like you do too, that we all have a particular level of resilience. We're not completely I don't know what the word is, like unresilient. <laughs> irresilient. I don't know if that's a word, I'm making that up. But, um, but each one of us, like on the spectrum, right, have some level or capability of resilience. Um, you know, so what, what comes to mind are, are people, 
right? Like as examples of people who are resilient, like big names out there, right? Like what, what do all these people have in common? You think of like Oprah or you think of, um, you know, who, who are some other people like Nelson Mandela or, um, you know, Gandhi, um, Jim Carrey, you know, the, these, uh, me, you, you know what I mean? Like if, if I were to be telling a joke, like what do all these people have in common? <laughs> and it's that they're resilient as all heck, right? Mm -hmm. Like all of these people have grown through adversities. It's almost like they leveraged the adversity in order to be where they are today, which is really successful. And I consider myself to be successful. I consider you to be successful as well. And so, you know, when we think about the, like the typical um, definition of resilience, like that might be like, like if you were to look at something like bamboo, right? Like it's, it's flexible. It bounces back. Like you can weather a storm, right? Like it'll, it'll be strained and maybe even it'll break. It might break. I'm, I'm, I'm the bamboo here. <laughs> um, and it might break, but the thing is, it's, it, you know, it's, it's not defined. These people are not defined by that brokenness or that adversity. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you follow Tara Brock. Mm -mm. She does a mindfulness, she does meditation, um, and she's a, a psychologist. And um, she's also got a podcast, which is really fantastic. And she gives a, a number of talks that are super helpful. But I love her definition of, um, of resilience, which includes, um, like how she explains it, is that it's not simply bouncing back. That, in fact, true resilience I'm going to read a note here because I want to make sure I got it right. Um, in true resilience, the stressors actually grow you. That it means that when you're knocked down, you have the capacity to actually wake up right. into more of your wisdom and yeah. more love through the process. So, I mean, I get chills even just saying that. Like, oh my God. <laughs> how cool is that? <laughs> it's this amazing thing. It's not just about us recovering period that seems so dry and boring to me but yeah. when i think about it or hold it in terms of like true resilience is us growing because it's there because mm -hmm. of the adversity it's a, it's an awakening mm -hmm. um, and that's why i feel like it's so relevant for these times right because we're in the middle of a traumatic event yeah this is a this is a big deal for, mm -hmm. for everybody not just like one person like across the globe we are experiencing yep. this together and there's a way that we can hold it such that we can grow from it and awaken to more of the wisdom that's within us exactly and oh my gosh as you read it and then also or you said it and then also said you had chills the same thing happened to me because you <laughs> felt oh my god in a sense it is so true that we all have it and i just make me think what i've been sharing lately which is about my cancer journey and how yes. it started and even the, the the last podcast that i had out um i released out last week or this week i talked about it and i had a lot of different comments you know people like oh good for you you know happy where you are and all and then some people were still asking which i love when people question things because it really makes them kind of like okay wait a minute well 
what does this mean if she's looking at it this way? Because one mm -hmm. thing that I say is that just like for some other people that when they go through a, a trauma or, you know, difficult time or a disease in this case, mm -hmm. and then they wake up from it and they see it as a blessing. And that's one thing that I say <clears throat> that in a sense, and again, that's my experience, yeah. how I see it and how I choose to have that mindset in yeah. that cancer or knowing that that's in my body, um, allow me to get my power back because mm -hmm. up until that time, I was always feeling like a victim. Mm -hmm. And then again, let me just say that, well, it didn't happen overnight or in yeah. a month or in a year, it took a few years. And even until now, even though I'm strongly believing that that's how it is and I'm, I'm confident in when I say it, but yeah, sometimes I wake up in the morning like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen, you know? But it's just going through that process and that phrase that you said and, and how you said it, it just doesn't happen and then stays there. You know, it bounces back yeah. and it's very fluid and that's just how our emotions are. Some days yeah. we wake up very positive and optimistic. Yeah, like today is my day. And then the next day is like, oh my God, I just don't want to get out of bed. And you know what? It is okay to feel that way too. That's normal, right? Yeah. Like that's a human experience. It is. Not ex you know, it's, I love that you bring that up too because I often will get, you know, when I'm out and about, people are like, are you always this happy? Are you always this energetic? You know what I mean? Like, it seems like nothing pisses you off. Yep. And you're just so happy-go-lucky. And I've even had people whom I've worked with say like, man, I feel so much pressure to like bring my energy level up to yours. You know what I mean? And I, <laughs> and I say, don't like, mm -hmm. that's not, that's why I love you. That's why I want to work with you. Cause it's such a good balance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't need people to meet me where I'm at and I'm not there a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Like if I would just keep it real, like, you know, the people who you live with, right. I, I, or your fur babies, I would even say, I, I sometimes call my cat, my guru. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. My buttons. And then I, then I can really put my resilience <laughs> to work. <laughs> I have kids too. I'm just saying my cat's also my guru. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just, you know, I just want to say like, it, it, you know, it's, it's not a constant, right? We're not always so in the highs. It's, it's a human experience to, to be in the valleys and, you know, to be, to rise up and be like, yeah. And then to be like, oh my God, I feel so low. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I love that you share that. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes some especially women and we feel the pressure from society or pressure from the family or just from ourselves and having yeah. to push ourselves. And that's one thing that I also dive into, which is the whole thing about energy is the masculine and the feminine energy mm -hmm. and how we think that we have to be like, yes, you know, like pleasing everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but you can still be as strong and being in your feminine energy mm -hmm. and, and in a sense learning that, you know, everybody, and that's, I was trying to teach my mom this because I said the other day we were driving and then I said, okay, mom, I want to tell you something because my mom is very, I mean, and the feminine and masculine energy is, is not gender specific, right? We all have both, yes. but yes. you can be stronger in one than the other. And I came to notice that my mom is more on the masculine energy because she's all on the go, 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 go. We were going to the farmer's market and then I took another way because this is the, this is the whole you know, shelter in place, they switch yeah. places and it took, it was a longer way. And my mom is like, you know, if you could have gone this way, we could have gone there faster, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, but you know, look at these houses. I've never seen them before. <laughs> and so, and I consider myself being in the feminine. And so then I tell my mom, you know, about what that means. 
And then my mom was like, okay, okay. And then I said, you know why I'm telling you this? Because it helps us understand people who are not the same way as you. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, another way to learn that we all could be different and still be okay with it, but understanding them from where they come from. Like mm-hmm. now I know my mom is a more, more in the masculine energy that she wants to go and not worry about in the in-between. Yeah. And whereas I am more in my feminine, like just let me watch, you know, like look at nature. She doesn't go for nature walks. Mm-hmm. Like she, well, plus allergies, but for her, she just wants to get it done. I'm mm-hmm. like going to take this detour and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. then I said, the beauty of it is understanding that that's just how you are. And, and, and it's not like you do it on purpose or it's not like, you know, you're just being stubborn or that. Yeah, it's not wrong. No. Yeah, it's just different. And so, yeah. And so in the same sense with the whole thing, bringing it back to resilience is, People will do things or how they do life in their own way. And I feel just like how we said a little while ago, there are resources out there, right? And learning a little bit more of ourselves because the more we go deeper into who we really are, and then maybe to some people is, oh, there's this whole thing about our feminine or masculine energy and maybe learning that how you do in things in life, that's just your nature and, and, and honor that instead of fighting it. Because there are women out there who think I have to take care of everybody and maybe it is not really in them to do that, but they are pushing it so much because yes. they think they have to. Right. But they I should, should, or that's what a good mom is or right. that's what a good daughter is or a but good maybe, person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe it, they do take care of the family, but in maybe in a different way, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of, it feels like maybe, okay, it could help them out to release some of that weight from their shoulders yeah. in which they feel that pressure. And in a sense, yeah. it's kind of fighting against, in their minds, like fighting against what their true resilience is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and, and what you resist persists. Exactly. Right? Like the more we dig in, the more we get a whole lot of what we don't want. It, it's so, and it's counterintuitive, right? But it, that's what ends up happening. So I love right. that you up. And I love in your, in your story about your mom being in the car, how um, it's so clear how you're exercising your curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. You're allowing for the difference. And you're, you know, there's a patience in that um, you know, and also compassion in that as well, right? I mean, but those are skills, right? Like you, it sounds like maybe before your illness, it, you held it differently, you know, and, and post that, oh, like you had an awakening, definitely. right? That sounds like a big event to grow your resilience. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of that, you're different, you know, you've shifted and you're yeah. more resilient because you embody those, you know, before you, because you practice those, those skills. Yeah. Because you yeah. become aware of it. Yeah, and I mean, it is so true before a patient, I wasn't patient at all. Now I'm way better. Cause I, I think I'm more aware of how I am being around people or just with my, my thoughts and my behaviors and things like that. But every now and then, yeah, like I kind of lose it and especially with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> like no, I, and it's always the people who are closest to us, right. Um, are our biggest teachers. Yeah. <laughs> I say that about my husband. I say that about my kids. I say that about like my cat. You know what I mean? The people who are around you the most. Yeah. You get the most practice with them and they push your buttons. They tend to push your buttons the most as well. Yeah. But there, there's, you know, what, what I'm hearing you say and, and, and what I know to be true is it's such an, op- it can be an opportunity 
for you to flex your resilience and to boost your resilience when even when you just take three breaths before responding like if somebody's like you were supposed to go that way why are you even going this way this is stupid you know what i mean like hold it hold, hold it hold it you know because you want to be like what you know wtf like I'm yeah. like take a chill pill get the vaccine yeah <laughs> but even just taking a few breaths and waiting like instead of like reacting to that you know, it's like you then choose how you want to respond, but that's a, that's a thing, right? Like if you're lower on the, on the scale of resilience, you'll find that you're that person, which I'm that person sometimes. It's not perfect, right? Like you're, you're not like a hundred percent resilient and then you never complain or you never, you know, respond or react. Like, no, you're human. And you're, that's going to happen. You're the people who are like the best in the work that they do. They're the freaking gurus, the heroes, the sheroes. They will still admit to, oh yeah, I still have that. It's there. Mm-hmm. I just, it, it doesn't consume me like it did before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and now I just, I have, there's less time, you know, lag time between, you know, me recovering and actually like moving on with, with my life, you know, instead yeah. of letting it consume you like, man, they're pissing me off and this is ruining my day. And you know what I mean? And, and that was my experience that, that there was a time where it would overwhelm me and it could be weeks that I would be, and I'm, I don't know, but you know, I'm a highly sensitive person. So like I would take stuff on and then I have my own stuff and I'd take other people's stuff on and then I'd feel funky for days on end and be like, what the heck? And pissed, you know what I mean? Yeah. And resentful and, and then finding another way, that was my journey, you know, learning and exploring. And like you said, getting curious about myself and how I operate and what I need and being able to give myself those things. Once you can understand, right, like your thoughts or the stories that you're building, like then you can move through that and you can take action that helps mm-hmm. to kind of calm things down and, and you know, um, experience more of what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so true, and I feel like sometimes you know, with with the whole thing of le- I mean, everything really is a learning experience, mm-hmm. and with patience and practicing all these different things, and sometimes it's and, and I just really choose to stop and and take it in and and really see the changes because before there's no way I could have been that mm-hmm. you know patient and understanding when somebody will tell me something different from what I will want to choose yeah. to do and then now it's just and I pr- I'm proud of myself I will just say that yeah, and I feel yeah. like you should be yeah because sometimes <laughs> big work it is. And sometimes we don't acknowledge ourselves, you know, yes. for that. so that's why sometimes I feel, you know, okay, for women, you know, really take also the time to honor yourself and say, good job. Even mm-hmm. if it, it might feel like it's like a little, you know, not a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, not things are really not meant to be easy, but sometimes little things that even if they seem to be the slight, you know, like a little easy than, than what you would have expected, that's still a good, you know, um, step. where you want to go and how you want to feel good about yourself and about things that you do yeah it's like reinforcement right it's like Mm -hmm. i call it like atta girls or um in in my book club we start off the whole time like our hour together with uh, reasons to boogie down you know which is like your wins like what are your reasons to boogie down today and it could be so small like the smallest thing like 
I like went out on my deck and laid in the sun for five minutes. Mm. Or, you know, this morning I listened to a podcast that was really uplifting, you know, or I shared a gratitude moment with my son or whatever it might be celebrating those, you know, wins, those victories, the, the, you know, little, little movements in those positive directions. Yeah. Collectively over, over, you know, days or weeks or months or years really add up and can totally change your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love so, that you bring that up. So those could be things that people could start doing right now to reinforce or or be aware more of their resilience. Like I, I said at one point, and it, it is more about remembering yeah. that they have it, right? Like small little practices that they can do. Is that something that you, that I guess for some people it could happen without <laughs> they even knowing, but how can they be more alert and know, oh, conscious. that's what it is. That's yeah, the, that's to be one. consciously doing it, to be... I don't know if you follow um, Glennon Doyle Melton. She's got um, some really great books. She's actually got another book coming out soon. I can't recall the name of it. Um, But she says like praying attention. Mm, (laughs) I love that. that. Like you're playing, you're you're paying attention. You're conscious, right? And 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 there's a spiritual component to that as well. I feel like spirituality has much to do too with with our um, resilience and just. You know, and by spirituality, I don't mean necessarily, um, you know, de- you're devoting to one God or, or what yeah. have you, but moreover, just being part of the of something bigger than yeah, you. Picture, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, so as far as tools, I did want to share, um, you know, a, a couple, which, which some of which you already brought up and we've kind of talked about organically, um, but some quick go-to things, you know, one of the things which I'm heard, I'm sure a lot of people have, have um, heard about, but, but I feel like it warrants reinforcing is like having a schedule. You know, I was on a, um, a mom's website recently and they were, uh, there was a thread about how um, kids in particular, you know, like families are feeling really disheveled, you know what I mean? Because we don't have the normalcy of a schedule you know, where we get up and we eat breakfast and then they go to school and then you go to work, you know what I mean? And so, you know, especially if you have kids at home having, even if it's a, you know, flexible, right. Or just kind of a framework for like a morning ritual or an afternoon or evening, like having some kind of um, structure or schedule in your day can really support your resilience. Right? Like some kind of a rhythm or a flow that every day your body can expect your, your, um, your nervous system, right? Can expect that these things are going to happen because there's so much uncertainty right now. I mean, every day there's something else being posted and the news, you know what I mean? This and that. And it's like, we're bombarded with all these different, um, pieces of information and we're I'm not sure we're still not sure what's happening like when is this gonna end and when and when it does does it look like the same thing or no you know what I mean so there's all so much of that going on there's so much uncertainty that if you can if you can root into something you know for sure you know and that could be your schedule or your your morning ritual or what have you so that's one mm. tool that people um can leverage uh, a second one is when we talked about media like limiting media like just choosing not to watch it, um, not on the regular, like not all day, every day. And there's different <clears throat> outlets, right? 
and some are more biased than others, you know, like really being mindful about what it is that you're taking in and how objective is that information. And, and sometimes it becomes really apparent how, um, you know, there's an agenda. There's like a hidden agenda. Oh my gosh, yes. You know what I mean? I'm trying to drive home something. You're like, wait a minute. I was just trying to learn this, you know, one thing. And yet now we're over here and we're talking, you know, we're passionate about this. And it's like, it's not necessarily relevant, right? Or it doesn't align with your beliefs. So, so one thing for me that I've been doing, and I don't actually watch a whole lot of news anyways, because mm-hmm. I'm a highly sensitive person. Mm-hmm. I find it jacks me up. So instead i take it in small doses from a couple of sources my sources i i listen to the skim podcast it's like 10 ish minutes every day they just report on like the facts like main thing what's happening this is happening this is happening why might that be important to you done you know what i mean exactly. yeah it's very very objective so i listen i listen to that and also for me because i'm a parent i get a newsletter from my kids school Oh yeah. They seem, they're very objective as well. And they will say, here's what we're getting from the CDC. Here's what we're getting from Contra Costa, the the county that I'm in. And here's what we're doing, you know? So I find that's also been a great resource Mm -hmm. for that. I tap into my skin podcast, done. And I don't take any more, you know, in. Um, The third thing is exercise and, and nutrition. You know, so I love, you've been posting, um, I don't know if it's on Instagram or if it's on Facebook or both, but you cooking. Oh, uh, yeah. It's been awesome. Like, you've been, like, <laughs> chopping up vegetables and, like, throwing it in a pan and your kitties are in the background. Like, you're sewing projects. It's been so much fun. Um, which, I just want to pause and say, that's another thing. Like, fun mm-hmm. and play. And it's so easy to get caught up in... Um, you know, being so serious, because it is, it's what we're experiencing is serious. And there's also room to be playful and actually playful, like being, you know, having play be a part of your day helps with your well-being. It's actually a, an immune booster, like it's yeah. basically like it's on a cellular level helps right. to support you to, to be in that lightness and that playfulness. And so, um, just as an aside, when I'm talking about exercise and nutrition, you, I mean, you can play and move your body. You know, like yeah. exercise doesn't have to be a 60 minute, um, you know, cardio beast workout. And actually, for me, because, you know, my adrenals t- have been taxed in the past, um, you know, I used to run regularly and, you know, I ran some marathons, and I find that now, my body doesn't tolerate that well, especially mm. when my nervous system, you know what I mean, is kind of crank, cranked up and they're more fight or flight, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what is it, um, kind of activations, right? Because that's kind of where we are right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. So for me, working out hard doesn't feel good. Like it literally does. It feels like torture. Mm. And so I don't push myself when I, like I listen to my body, like what feels good right now? And what feels good, especially again for my nervous system, I know for many of, of my clients and my kids as well, is just rhythmic movement, whether that's like walking or maybe it's jogging, maybe it's hiking, maybe it's dancing, but just getting your body into that rhythm, you know, some kind of a rhythm can really help. 
Um, and, and as I'm saying that, something to note too is, is to just get curious. If you find yourself engaging in exercise or otherwise, um, to check out of something that feels hard, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but I am saying if you notice it's a pattern, um, and you leverage a pursuit, you know, and that could be alcohol too, or that could be, you know, other things, um, you know, binge watching stuff, regular, but that, that becomes your regular go-to and you don't deal with the root of what's happening, then it never gets better. Right. So this also offers up an opportunity to get curious about. So basically uh, kind of like pulling the bandaid. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, giving yourself an opportunity to be uncomfortable possibly yeah. or, you know, some other things that can help you then to, um, you know, use particular skills to build your resilience during that. And that's like, ne that's next level. I'll talk about that in a little bit, but, but, um, you know, in, instead of diving into something that takes you away from that uncomfortableness, you know, you could, like recite some song lyrics, you know what I mean? Like have some song lyrics ready and then just sing to yourself to kind of bring yourself into a, a place of greater calm or focus and then consider, okay, you know, what are, what are the, what are the skills that I can employ here to help me actually get better at this thing? So it's not a thing anymore. So right. I don't always have to tap into this other thing that might be numbing whatever that is mm -hmm. so just uh, something for consideration um the last two things and one i already mentioned was calming and focusing right and i, I find that people often uh tap into like meditation you know for that or even just breathing mm -hmm. like just taking some deep breaths fully you know like from your diaphragm not from your like noticing where that breath is coming from quick and easy type of uh thing to tap into um, and then the last one, just like sleep hygiene, right? Like, are you in front of the screen before? Like, are you using your bed for multiple things? Are you working there? And are you reading with your kids? And are you, you know what I mean? Like, considering whatever your nighttime routine is, turning screens off at like 7.30 and trying to be, you know, in bed around 8.30. That's my, that's how I roll. I like to be in bed early. <laughs> And oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you, how has, and I, I know that uh, we are a little bit like going over the time maybe, mm. but how has it been your time or your schedule? Because for me, I also try to go to bed like around eight or nine, no, not eight, but eight thirty or nine to get up around five or six. So that's when I want to do all my self yes. routines. Yes. But with this whole thing of shelter in place, I've been going to bed like at two or three in the morning oh, because wow. I feel more actually creative late at night, mm. but I still get up a little early. But yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, just keep on typing up and recording my episodes late at night because that's when it's so quiet too. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's smart, right? It's you're finding the time that mm -hmm. works for you right now. Like, again, these are normal circumstances. So you're, re, you're reconfiguring things <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and figuring out what works for you, like either day to day or week to week. I find the same that, that, you know, I'm usually best in the morning, you know, like I like to get my movement in first thing. I like to do my toughest projects in the morning because that's when I'm most focused um, mm -hmm. and productive. And right now I can't do that. Like my husband's working from home as well and he has most of his calls in the morning. So what we did was we worked it out so that I'm with the kids 
helping them through schooling stuff and their own calls and things like that until like noon and then afternoon that's when I usually you know tap into my stuff and that's not my favorite (laughs) that's that's not my ideal you know what I mean I'm not usually way on at that time and yet like that's what works right now and so we're we're making some shifts to kind of accommodate for that Mm -hmm. um a a few things that I did want to say before we hop off which is to kind of get to um like the different traits you know that 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 highly resilient people have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that could be helpful for listeners, you know what I mean, as they think about, oh, okay, and how can I embody that? And there are six in particular, again, some of which we already talked about kind of organically. Um, but those are that those highly resilient people, um, do they, they have a self-care game. Like, they know how to take care of themselves, right? They know what they need. Just like you said, you know yourself well, you know what you need, and you're able to provide that for yourself. So they've got like a pretty solid self-care game happening. So that's one of the traits of a, of a highly resilient person. The other is um, they understand that stressful situations don't define them, right? Like this does not mean anything about me. Mm-hmm. This does not mean that my life is over. This doesn't mean that I can never be successful. This doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean anything about my character. It's just something that's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're compassionate. They have compassion for themselves, first and foremost. Yeah. And then are able to, you know, extend that to others. I love that you share that story about your mom. Like, we're different. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that I can't have compassion for her, right? Like, I can appreciate the difference. And I just wrote a post about judgment more recently, like having your judgy pants on and, and I know being in judgment as well. So, um, and then the last pieces are, you know, knowing when to, to ask for help, like reaching out for support, um, having positive support circles, community that's available and reaching out and tapping into those communities. Um, and then the last one is they're grateful, highly resilient people have gratitude practices, you know, I don't, and I think you had mentioned that you have one, you know, I have one every day and then multiple times a day sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I just think or consider about just the littlest things that I just have to be grateful for. So those are some, some pieces or some, some, maybe some insight that helps people connect to what Definitely. that means, what resilience means. Definitely. And, you know, it's so interesting because as you are mentioning these um, traits, it's like people already have it, but again, it's just, okay, you, you got it in you. Just remember that they are there for you. Just mm-hmm. keep on practicing and being aware of them and then bringing all of that, you know, out a little bit more and being conscious, having that conscious yes. voice. Yeah, wow. absolutely. And choosing that, like it, all of these things that come up, these adversities are here for us, right? Like, yeah. what if it was here for you? That's always a great question. I ask questions. If this was here for you, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Tina. It was so, so great talking to you and getting to share all these um, amazing tips that you are giving us so that we can remember more about resilience. Oh my gosh, that was so good. And I'm so excited that you guys got to spend some time with us. Please go check out her free challenge, 10 Days Hot Mess to Less Stress, which I know you guys will love it. I think this is something very important to keep with us in these days, especially. So go to the link at the bottom of the show notes, and I cannot wait to see you guys there. So 
As always, let us know how this was for you. Connect with her on Instagram, social media, her website, and also you can always reach out back to me and let me know how it's been for you. And have a wonderful, wonderful day, ladies. I love you all. Bye-bye.